Welcome to the Reader House Author Roundtable, where authors from all walks of life come together to discuss the trials, tribulations, and triumphs of publishing their books. I'm your host, Corey Graham. Join us here every Friday night at 8 p.m. or listen anytime via podcast at Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, and PodServe, to name just a few. The Author Roundtable is sponsored by Reader House Online Bookstore, where the independent new authors come first. With all the negativity out there, the book we're going to talk about here at the Reader House Author Roundtable looks to speak positivity into the readers. It's titled Franklin's Christmas Miracle and Return Home. It's written by Janice Carlson Fritch, and we get to talk all about it. Janice is here with me now. Janice, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for joining me tonight. Thank you for having me on. (laughs) Absolutely. Janice, can you tell me all about Franklin's Christmas Miracle and Return Home? What can readers find here? Well, the book basically wrote itself. Hmm. I felt like I was just guiding the pen, and I don't know where the idea came from, but I was frustrated with the negativity in the world, and the people in the book had been on a trip, and they wind up in a small town in Iowa instead of their hometown in Illinois because the weather was so horrendous. From there, they just fall in love with the town people and discover that things are pretty much falling apart and they need somebody to help them. And this couple decides they love the people and they're going to help them rebuild the town. And they do. Like I said, I don't know where the idea came from. It just (laughs) went on the paper. (laughs) I love it. Janice, what kind of readers do you think would really love this? I don't really know. I didn't think that much about it. My family and friends have been very supportive of this. My sister, who rarely says much, told me she was so proud of me. And then a few people actually asked for a sequel to it. That's why I added Return Home, because that's a little different part of a story, but it's still in Franklin. So, (laughs) Have you ever done anything like this before, Janice? Have you written or been published? No, I haven't. And I never thought I'd be able to write because high school English, when we were taking sentences apart, didn't appeal to me very much. (laughs) And I thought, oh, I'll never be able to write. And I really did want to write a book. And I just got up one morning and turned on the Christmas tree and grabbed some pens and paper and my cup of coffee and sat by the Christmas tree and started writing. Once you sat down, started writing, how long of a process was this for you, clear up until it was published? (laughs) Well, the first draft was done in one day. Oh, wow. But it's a small book, so that's not really that surprising. But it went through a couple rewrites, and then it sat on the shelf, and I finally decided I really wanted to get it published and sought out somebody that would do it for me. So it's been a couple years in the process, so... When it came to the publishing process, everything involved in that, Janice, what did you find the most challenging part of it for you? The fact that I was so new to this and understanding exactly what I needed to do and when. I mean, they were, I can't complain, they were wonderful. They walked me through everything. But then as the different steps were going into place, I had one vision, and they weren't even talking about that, so Mm -hmm. (laughs) we had to clarify. But I asked a lot of questions, so and they were wonderful about guiding me through it. Fantastic. 
Then you got to tell me about that day when you got your first copy in and you actually got to see it, you got to hold it. What was that like for you, Janice? It was thrilling for me when I realized that it was my book that was sitting on my front porch all wrapped up. Couldn't wait to get it undone. And when I looked at it, it was even better than I had expected. You know, to see the cover that they had found for it. And I kind of danced around the room and my dog looked at me like, (laughs) what's wrong with you? (laughs) But it was exciting. It really was. And it was worth all the time and the money spent. And I can now say that I'm an actual author. Do you see yourself writing more and publishing more in the future? I'd like to, but nothing has quite hit me yet. So (laughs) I don't know if it'll ever happen. But the fact that I did this, because like I said, even when I was in high school, I had wanted to write something and I thought, oh, I can't do it. And you can. Well, I love the message in this book, and I think readers will, too. Again, it's titled Franklin's Christmas Miracle and Return Home. This is written by Janice Carlson Fritch. It's published by Christian Faith Publishing, so go anywhere that you normally buy your books, like Amazon or Barnes & Noble, iTunes, traditional brick-and-mortar stores. You'll be able to pick this up. Janice, thank you so much again for coming on the show and telling me all about this. I had a really nice time talking with you tonight. Thank you. I had a great time talking to you as well, and I really appreciate your time. Here at the Reader House Author Roundtable, we're going to step into the emotional roller coaster of friendship and life changing decisions in the new book by DC Page. It's titled Another Man's Shoes. And DC, David, the author, is here with me now, and we're going to talk all about this book. David, welcome to the show. I appreciate you being here with me. Well, it's wonderful to have this time to spend with you and talk about something that I love very much, and that's writing, and also within this, talk about the people that I love so much, because this is a true-to-life story, and everything in the book really did happen. Yeah, I'm excited to find out more about this, David. Can you tell me, what can readers expect in Another Man's Shoes? Well, it is truly an emotional roller coaster because it's a friendship between myself and Gordon Sykes. I am a writer, a performer, a hiker, motorcycler. I have a wife, three children, grandchildren. So I have a large life. But my good friend Gordon, who lives in California, has been in a wheelchair since an accident that I had when he was 22 years old. So his life was small. He was confined to a bed or a wheelchair. And so I would go back and forth between my home in Pennsylvania and his home in California, bringing him the stories of my life that he then incorporated into his life. So he kind of lived through me. And that's somewhat what also brought about the title of the book, Another Man's Shoes. When it comes to writing, being published and everything, David, have you done this kind of thing before or is this your first one? I have been writing all my life, but in different ways. I have written for academic purposes. I have also written for the stage a lot, had many plays produced. And then I also had my own traveling tour group of actors that I went around the country with, speaking and performing at writers' conferences and colleges and things like that. So it's always been a, a big part of my life. But I'd never jumped into the idea of doing a full book until my friend Gordon passed away. And I started thinking about all the stories that I told him. And I thought about how I really wanted to be able to have this passed on to my own sons so they would understand the power of friendship. 
and the type bond that I had with this quadriplegic on the other side of the country who really relied on me. And so I started to write this out and everybody I shared it with said, well, you know, this sounds like it's a book to me, something that should go beyond my children. And so I leaned into that a little bit. I got some expert help with editing and then got it out there into the marketplace. And the book came out a year ago, March, and has been doing really well in the marketplace. And I have been now traveling around the country doing public appearances, sharing the stories live with large audiences. And it has just opened up a whole other world for me. It's been fantastic. And this is the audiobook edition. It just came out. David, what was it like hearing this book, and as opposed to reading it off the page like you're used to? <laughs> it was a little bit scary, <laughs> because when you spend as much time as I did putting this book together, you hear your own voice within it. So I would hear my voice and also the voice that I knew very well, my friend Gordon's voice within this. So it was difficult to accept another person's voice doing my voice. But the more I listened to it, the more I thought, wait a minute, this is correct. This worked. I'm okay with this. I'm better than okay with this. This is another interpretation and helped me to understand my own work better. Hmm. Now, David, that physical copy, when that finally came in, and after all that time, you got to hold this physical thing, the product of all that labor, what was that day like? I cried. <laughs> because all the while that I was writing this, I kept Gordon's picture, his passport, the things that I had of his on my desk, reminding me of him every moment of the writing experience. You know, my wife and I would travel together to see Gordon frequently. And so I had great support from her in this whole writing process. So I feel very much as though she was a big part of the success of the book and therefore the upcoming success of the audio version. Again, the title is Another Man's Shoes. It's written by D.C. Page and is published by the Audiobook Network. So go anywhere that you'd like to pick up your audiobooks and you'll be able to find it, like Audible or iTunes or Amazon. And David, it was really wonderful talking with you tonight and learning about your work. I had a nice time. So did I. Thank you so much for this opportunity. I really appreciate it. As the journey begins... That's the new audiobook that just came out, written by George Mills. And that's what we'll be talking about now, right here at the Reader House Author Roundtable. The author, George, is with me. George, welcome to the show. I appreciate you being here tonight. Thank you for having me, sir. Absolutely. George, what can readers and listeners to the audiobook here expect when they listen to As the Journey Begins? It's a little bit about my personal life after I went through a divorce, and I just tried to share some light on what marriage really means and everything. And I've gotten some great reviews on some people saying it opened their eyes to some of the stuff that goes on in the world today as far as relationship goes. George, what kind of a readership were you writing for here? Anybody that's willing to take the opportunity to read it and see how they can apply it to their life. George, when it comes to writing, being published, and everything like that, is this your first time, or have you done this before? It was my very first time of writing, and the reason I've done it, I've always wanted to see if I could write a book and everything. And one day we were sitting at, down at work on a lunch break, 
and a friend and I was texting back and forth, and he made mention that I had a good storyline going there. And from there, I just took it and ran with it, see where I could go with it. And before I knew it, he encouraged me to send it off to a publishing company and see if they would publish it. And I did, and about two weeks later, I got the phone call from the publishing company said that they loved the manuscript. Would I like to have it published? Mm. And I let out a yell to the top of my lungs saying, hey, they (laughs) want to publish this book. They really loved it. And the lady that called me, she actually is from Mississippi. She uh, went to Southern College here in Harrisburg, Mississippi. And she's one that called me and said that they really loved it and wanted to publish it. So I went from there, and first thing I know, it became a book. And then after about five years of it being published, I said, well, I'll try something a little different and see where that would take me. And I've done the auto book, and that's where we're at now with it. George, we're talking about the audiobook edition here. What was it like for you to hear your book as opposed to just reading it off the page like you were used to all that time? It was very excited to hear Mr. Callahan. He's one that done the narrating, and he done a terrific job as far as putting emphasis on the pages that needed to be. And it came out to me very exciting to hear it be read. I'm sure you learned an awful lot writing, publishing for your first time, George. Is there anything you picked up along the way that you could throw out as advice to aspiring authors who are listening? That would be that be very diligent in picking the publishing company and the person that is doing the editing for you. Uh, It took quite a while to get it edited to the point that it could be published. It took probably a little longer to have it published than it did for me to write it. When it came to the publishing end of things, George, what did you find the most challenging part of that for you? That would be sales Mm. and representing the book because Christian Faith Publishing Company, when they first published the book for me back in 2018, they'd done an outstanding job as far as promoting it and everything, but that's far as it went, I had to do most of the getting it out there for myself. George, what are the chances that we're going to see more books from you in the future? Well, I've already got the sequel to it, looking forward as the journey continues. And then I've done the footprints of an American soldier. The latest one that I got out, Place Endless Dream, just came out. Again, the title is As the Journey Begins. It's written by George Mills. And it's published by the Audiobook Network. So go to where you pick up your audiobooks, like Audible, iTunes, Amazon, everywhere. George, I really appreciate you coming on the show and telling me all about this. I had a nice time chatting with you. I appreciate it, and thank you for giving me the opportunity to just get the word out that it's available. Joining me here now at the Reader House Author Roundtable is author Alexandria Lang. Alex, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for joining me. Well, thank you, Corey. Thank you for inviting me on the show. I'm excited about it. Well, it's my pleasure, and it is exciting. You have a new book out titled We Met Online, and so, Alex, I'm really curious about this book. Can you tell me about it? Absolutely. So We Met Online and is a collection of stories about my journey through the world of online dating. 
I must say, Corey, that this book is not intended to be about people that I met along the way, nor to call anyone out. As a matter of fact, all the individuals' names, physical descriptions, occupations, hobbies, locations, etc., are completely fictitious in order to protect the individual's identity. The book is solely about my personal experiences. And what inspired you to write this, Alex? What gave you the idea? So I, I wish that I'd had a book like this to read before I embarked upon that journey. The experience was not at all what I thought I was signing up for. I went into it completely naive, and hence I endured a lot of angst and frustration along the way. I also made a lot of mistakes. So in retrospect, I would have done things very differently had I known what I was getting myself into. I read a quote online that said, one day you'll tell your stories and they'll become someone else's survival guide. Well, that really struck me, and I decided right then that I would write a book about it so that others might learn from my experiences. So would you say then that you were targeting those involved in the online dating thing? Well, yes and no. And my target readers are anyone who's never tried online dating and is curious about it and just wants to know what it's like out there. Or anyone who has been on that roller coaster ride and just really wants someone to compare stories and commiserate with. When it comes to writing and being published and all that, Alex, have you done this before or are you new to all this? I have three books that are published out there. This was my first, and it's my only nonfiction book. My other two are fiction stories. Hmm. Once you sat down, got started writing, we met online, and uh, how long of a process was it clear up until it was published? Well, it took me two years. I kept thinking that I was waiting for that fairy tale ending, that I was going to find the one. Unfortunately, that never happened. And I eventually came to the conclusion that I was going to have to draw it to an end and write the ending to the book. And when that day finally came then, Alex, and you got your first copy in, and now it's a physical thing, you see the finished product, what was that like? Well, I I guess my first thought was, as I held that published book in my hand, hey, look at that, I actually did it. (laughs) My next thought was pure panic. Oh my gosh, I've really opened myself up and revealed a lot of personal things about me and my life, and what are people going to think? I had to talk myself off the ledge. And now that you're a published author, you have a few books out there. What's the most rewarding aspect of being a published author for you, Alex? Well, I've been an avid reader my whole life, and reading has expanded my world, broadened my perspective of people and cultures, enlightened and entertained me. It's also provided a solace and a means of escape during difficult times. I can't imagine how different my life would be today without books. I have no doubt that I'm a much better and well-rounded person because of them. So being a published author is my way of giving back. And if even for only a few hours, bringing entertainment or inspiration to the life of others. And we have a lot of people out there listening right now who want to write a book. They're just starting out. Is there any advice that you would have to offer them, Alex? Well, sure, Corey. I would say don't get writer's paralysis over fear of what others think. When I told people that I was going to be a writer, I got a lot of comments like, good luck with that. And yeah, you and everyone else. So don't give up. If you want to be a writer and believe you have the talent, just go for it. I mean, the truth is that people will love your book and others will hate it. And that's just the way it is. There's, there's nothing you can do about that. I have a few books under your belt. Do you plan on writing and publishing more beyond that? I do. I'm in the process of writing my fourth novel now. And when you sit down to write, do you ever have to deal with things like writer's block? Honestly, no. I I suppose that I'm very fortunate in that way because I percolate around in my mind about a book sometimes for years before I actually get it all organized. And when I do, I I just know it's time to sit down and write. It just pours out of me and I start and I just write until it's done. Mm. I think a lot of people are going to be helped by this book. I encourage my listeners right now to check it out. Again, the title is 
We Met Online, and it's written by Alexandria Lang, published by Newman Springs Publishing. So go everywhere that you usually pick up your books, like Amazon or Barnes & Noble or iTunes. Down the street at your local bookshop, you'll be able to find this. Alex, it's been really nice talking with you tonight. Thanks again for joining me. Well, it's been a pleasure, and thank you so much. The importance of properly understanding and applying the scriptures is the subject of Gary Shackelford's new book, Line Upon Line. And we're going to talk all about it here at the Reader House Author Roundtable. The author, Gary, is with me. Gary, welcome to the show. Thanks for joining me. Oh, thank you for having me. Absolutely. Gary, what will readers find when they open up Line Upon Line? Well, they'll find a group of interesting subjects which pertains to the scriptures and pertains to our knowledge of the scriptures. Gary, what sort of a reading audience were you speaking to here? Well, I was reaching out to actually the people that believe that they are made by the Lord and that they would need to know their purpose in life. When it comes to writing and publishing and everything, Gary, have you done this before or are you new to this whole thing? Well, I've done writing before, but I've never had anything published. It was a desire of mine to do that. I just didn't know how to go about to get it done. Hmm. What was that spark, Gary? What gave you the idea, the motivation to sit down and get started on this? Well, I meditate a lot on the scriptures. I have a teaching ministry. I guess that's the part that the Lord gave me. Hmm. And because he gave me that, some of the things that were coming to me, I knew I couldn't just contain them in my memory. So I started writing them down at a young age. I came into the church knowledge and got saved at the age of 21. And from that first year I I started, uh, it was just like something that was in me to to do, and I started writing it down. And I had an older minister that was more or less one of my mentors, and I would take that information to him to see how accurate it was. And uh, I kept doing that through the years, and then I started in my teaching ministry, I started making charts of the things that were revealed to me, and I would teach them. I started that about two years after I um, came into church, became a deacon. And I started teaching from then, and that was from 1967. I started about 1969. And when that day came, Gary, and you finally got your first physical copy in, and you got to hold line upon line for that first time, what was that moment like for you? Uh, it was it was very interesting because I didn't write it as one book with just one subject. What had happened was because I had that desire and I didn't know, I was sitting up one night and I saw the advertisement of Christian Faith Publishing and I said, this might be my opportunity. And so I wrote into them and sent some material. And when I sent the material, they critiqued it and they said that they could produce a book out of it. However, I didn't have enough information. And so they asked me, did I have any more material? I said, I have plenty of material, but it's not all on the same subject. So they said, well, send it in. We'll go over it. If it's accepted, we can compile it into a book. And so that's what I did. I sent them in the material, and then they got back with me and said, yes, we can make it into a book. What would you like to call it? 
And I said, well, at the time, I hadn't had a subject, but my wife was on speakerphone with me. She said, what about line upon line? And I thought that was interesting because it dealt with things in the scriptures and things that we have been taught over the years. And I said, that would be fitting. And so that's what I told my one of the titles to be. For you, Gary, what's the most rewarding aspect of being a published author now? Well, it's to know that I finally got everything written down that was really within me. Over the years, I was selected as a teaching minister. Some of the lessons and what I put in the book are some of the lessons that I actually taught. And I've been doing that now for the past eight years. Well, being able to understand and apply Scripture properly is so important. This book is definitely going to help a lot of people. Again, it's titled Line Upon Line. It's written by Gary Shackelford. It's published by Christian Faith Publishing. So go on over to Amazon or Barnes & Noble or iTunes or down the street to your local bookshop. You'll be able to pick this up. Gary, I really enjoyed our time here tonight on the show. Thanks so much for joining me again. Well, thank you for the invitation. The new book by Susan Stover. It's titled The Weight of Expectations, Facing Your Past and Finding Freedom. It aims to renew a sense of God's love in the readers. And I get to talk all about this book. Susan, the author, is here with me now at the Reader House Author Roundtable. Susan, welcome to the show. Thank you for joining me tonight. Thank you, Corey. I'm glad to be with you. I'm glad you're here. Can you tell me all about The Weight of Expectations, Susan? What have you written about here? Well, Just reflecting on my personal testimony, my childhood, kind of how your personal relationships or lack of relationship with critical people in your life form your expectations out of yourself and out of life. For instance, my father was not around when I grew up. And I just talk about how that affects a person when critical people are not in their lives. Susan, what inspired you? What made you decide to sit down and write this story and publish it? You know, I really think it's just my the place in my spiritual maturity. The Lord has healed me a lot from my past, and it just came up, and it was on my heart for a while, and it just seemed like I wanted to write it out and make sense of it on in writing, and then it just turned into a book. I didn't really intend that when I first sat down to write. Hmm. Susan, did you maybe have a target reading audience for this? Yes. I think especially for new people or people who are exploring their faith. Maybe they're not quite sure what they believe or they've had bad childhoods and maybe they need healing. And I just think this will give them a good perspective that God is our healer and that he loves us and he he wants to help us anywhere we hurt. I love it. And when it comes to writing and publishing everything, Susan, have you ever done this before or are you new to all of it? No, I'm actually brand new to this. I just wrote the manuscript, and then I researched finding a publisher, sent the manuscript to Covenant Books, and they approved it, so we got the ball rolling. And about how long was that? Did it take a long time being your first one? Well, it took me probably four or five months to write it. It's a fairly small book, first off. And I think it took about six or eight months to get it published and to where it was ready to go out to the public. Uh, The publishing end of things, there's so much involved in that. Susan, what did you find the most challenging part of it for you? I guess the most challenging part for me was just waiting for each step. 
to see as they edited it what it would look like, and then the page design, and then the cover design. But actually, Covenant Books is a wonderful publisher, and the process was so smooth. My publication assistant walked me through everything. Anytime I had a question, she was there for me. So it was really a great experience. But I guess the challenging part was anticipation for each step along the way. And speaking of anticipation, that day comes, Susan, and you finally get your book in. You get the physical copy. You get to hold it. What was that day like for you? Oh, that was overwhelming, Corey. (laughs) It was just exciting and I don't know. I can't tell you. I got a box in the mail with my free copies and I opened it up and it was just, I don't know, like I saw my name on the cover, but it didn't seem like it was me. (laughs) (laughs) Now, is there anything you might have learned along the way that you could put out there as advice for authors who are also looking to write their first book? Just do it. If you're thinking about writing a book or you think you might have something to say, don't overthink it. Just write it and clean it up the best you can. I found myself having to tell myself, no, the editor can catch all the little stuff. You just write what's important. And that's what I did. Like you were saying, there's a lot of time, a lot of work goes into this kind of thing. Susan, what's the most rewarding aspect now for you of being a published author? I guess my family is proud of me and I've gotten kudos from friends and that feels good. But basically having a a copy of a book that will always be out there And my heart really is just to help other people to heal from their past and to know that God loves them. I think readers will have a renewed sense of just how wonderfully and perfectly God loves us all by reading this book. Again, it's titled The Weight of Expectations, Facing Your Past and Finding Freedom. It's written by Susan Stover and is published by Covenant Books. And of course, you can find it everywhere like on Amazon and Barnes & Noble, iTunes, and also down the street at your local bookshop. Susan, it's been really nice talking with you tonight. Thank you so much for coming on the show and telling me all about your book. Thank you, Corey. I appreciated the opportunity. Author Ron E. Cole has written a new book to help those who are frustrated with being on the roller coaster of guilt, repentance, and failure. It's titled God's Plan for Good Mental Health, Freedom from Addictions and Bad Habits. And I get to find out more about this book. The author, Ron, is here with me now. Ron, welcome to the show. Thanks for joining me. Thank you, Corey, for having me. appreciate that. I appreciate your time, Ron. Can you tell me all about God's plan for good mental health? What will readers find here? Well, it's dealing with the issue of having strong desires that lead us down the wrong path. It can be anything that's considered a stronghold in a Christian's life. It could be overeating. It could be even situation with drugs, alcohol, or anything that basically have us on that roller coaster of sinning and then repenting and then falling back into that trap again. So the book is designed to show us how to use God's Word to break that cycle. Would you say you're writing then primarily for those who are struggling with these crippling addictions? Absolutely. And those who want to know how to minister to those that are struggling in those situations, but definitely those that are on that roller coaster. Yes, how to get off of it. Ron, what was the inspiration behind this book? What gave you the idea to start on it? Well, you know, a couple of things. One, I was taking a psychology class a while back for uh, work that we were doing within the community associated with the Los Angeles Police Department. And they were going through some of the things of, of course, mental health. And as they were going through that, it triggered me in thinking about scripture 
that actually deals with those particular issues that I don't believe that we've really tapped into. In addition to that, myself, I found myself struggling with addiction of pornography as a born again Christian. And so having been on that roller coaster myself, the Lord showed me how to use his word to get free of that. It's a wonderful thing. And he had compassion on me and basically instructed me to have compassion on other people, not as a look down, but giving them information on how to overcome it. Hmm. Ron, is this your first book or have you done this kind of thing before? No, this is my first book. Uh, It's one in a series that I intend to do, but this is the first one that I've done. Congratulations. It's such a huge deal to get that first one out there. How long of a process was this for you? Actually, it's been a couple of years, just writing, rewriting, thinking, you know, learning myself, going through the scriptures, seeing what God has to say about it. It's been quite a detail. Now, I could have written a big volume on how to do that as far as what the scripture says, but I was led to keep it simple to where people can easily digest it and incorporate it within their own lives. After that couple years of all that work, Ron, what was it like whenever that first copy came in? You get to hold this physical thing that you made. Uh, it was exciting. You know, you, you have the vision. You believe that you're moving out in which we believe the Lord is leading you. And it's good to, you know, eventually see it come to pass. The second part of it is just seeing people helped by it. That's the most important part. Mm. Would you say then that's probably the most rewarding thing for you now about being a published author, just being able to reach out and help? Absolutely. I've actually had testimonies of people who have had some very serious addictions, and they've been able to read the book and it's helped them to overcome it. Hmm. Ron, a lot of people listening to us are aspiring authors. They want to write their very first book. Based on maybe something you picked up along the way of doing yours, do you have any advice that you could offer them? One of the things that helped me was a friend of mine who was an editor. He said, just write, you know, put it down. That way, you know, don't be too concerned about formatting and all the other details that we tend to think about, but basically get the message down and then rely on editors to help you to go through it after that. That helped me a lot. Mm, Good advice. Well, I know there are going to be a lot of people out there who are helped, encouraged, and blessed by this book. Again, the title is God's Plan for Good Mental Health, Freedom from Addictions and Bad Habits. It's written by Ron E. Cole, and it's published by Christian Faith Publishing. So head over to Amazon or Barnes & Noble or iTunes and also traditional brick-and-mortar stores, and you'll be able to pick this up. Ron, I really appreciate your time, really appreciate you coming on the show and telling me all about this work. I had a really nice time talking with you. Well, thank you, Corey. I appreciate it. Thanks again. It's an honor. The new book by Ron Freeman, titled The Cross Ten, is the third book in a series that tells of Christ's transformative power. And I get to find out more about this book. The author, Ron, is with me now here at the Reader House Author Roundtable. Ron, welcome. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Ron, can you tell me more about The Cross 10? What will readers find here? The Cross 10 is a continuation, as you said, in the Rest Area 10 series. It's the third book out of 13 books. It continues the same storyline as the first two books, the same characters, encountering a maintenance worker in a rest area that are there only as long as my characters are there. Mm -hmm. It's a story about how Christ connects and corrects people's lives 
it takes Christ away from the church and out of the Bible to simplify what his personality is like. He is a living God and how he moves throughout these people's lives to improve them and to move them to better places. Ron, what inspired you to write this series? Quite honestly, I was sitting home one afternoon and I just finished an op-ed for an industry magazine. And I just sat there and I said, Lord, what are we going to do now? And I've always heard him speak very plainly to me. And he said, rest area at 10. And I started the series and the cross 10 is, as we've said, is the third book in the series. I've written 13 books in less than four years. Wow. It's Christ's message to people that he is a living God, and he's much more than simply Jesus of Nazareth. The book moves him out into the community of people, as I said, to exemplify what his personality is like and how he brings people together. It's a very unique message that he's given me to give to everybody. Ron, do you have a target readership, you would say, that you are writing for? My target audience is everybody, whether you're a very well-educated, literate person or whether you're a blue-collar worker. Everybody needs to hear and to read about these characters' experiences, especially in today's world where there's so much going on and so many problems. It gives the reader a chance to take hold of who Christ is or can be in their lives. It doesn't matter who they are. Mm. All right, 13 books, that's quite an undertaking. Before you started this series, Ron, what's your writing background look like? Had you written a lot or been published? Yes, I, I started writing in college, and I, I've written quite a few op-eds concerning my industry of ranching, cattle, regenerative agriculture. And I started to move into books at the suggestion of an old professor of mine, an old literary professor, and it's proved to be a good fit for me because I have such a background in culture and, and social theory, and I do have an amazing Christian witness. It all just kind of fit together, and the book's easy to write, extremely easy to write. I was going to say that 13 books in four years, you must not have got writer's block or anything like that. No, I don't have writer's block. When I sit down to write, uh, I put on classical music and I write, and I can write 15 or 20 chapters in uh, half a day or something like that. I work at it about every day. I think it's a message that fits, as I said earlier, any audience, because it deals with everyday, ordinary people and the experiences that Christ gives them. It connects people together. It brings people together, and it demonstrates the intricacy that Christ works in people's lives. Now, you've written a lot. You've published a lot, Ron. To you, what's the most rewarding aspect of being a published author? The most rewarding aspect is to be able to see how the message of the book changes people's lives, how it opens them up, how they get a better understanding who Jesus Christ is, that he is away from the church and out of the Bible. He becomes a real living God. Mm. And to see people's hearts and minds open up to that fact, that's quite a reward for me. I think a lot of people are going to be inspired by this book and this whole series. Again, this is titled The Cross 10. It's written by Ron Freeman, published by Christian Faith Publishing. So head over to Amazon or Barnes & Noble or iTunes and also traditional brick-and-mortar stores, and you can pick this up. Ron, thank you again for joining me and telling me about this book and about the series. I had a really nice time with you tonight. Thank you for having me. 
sitting down right next to me here at the Reader House Author Roundtable to talk about her new book, A Trail of the Holy Spirit, The Light Within, A Missionary Call to the Wild. I'd like to welcome author Gail Gordon. Gail, welcome to the Reader House Author Roundtable. I'm really happy you're here with me tonight. Well, thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. It's a pleasure to be talking with you and to be finding out more about this book. Gail, can you tell me all about what readers can find in A Trail of the Holy Spirit? You can find inspiration, hope, truth, and a real-life adventure with the Holy Spirit as I journeyed to Guatemala to build a children's home, unbeknownst to myself. Wow. Gail, what inspired you? What gave you the idea to sit down and write your story and publish it for the world? The reason I wrote my story was for many years, people were always commenting, well, you're a good writer. When are you writing a book? And I had had a long sailing journey, and I always thought I would write about that. However, God had another plan. And it was during COVID where friends started asking me some questions. And I said, hey, can you dictate? And I started writing my story because many people will ask me, Well, how did Casa Agua Azul come about? And it's not a one-paragraph story, so I wrote the book. Hmm. About how long of a process was it for you, clear up until it was published? It was a little over a year. Writing the actual story was fairly smooth. It was the editing process for myself that I found the difficulty in. Hmm. God had already written my story, and all I had to do was write it down. Gail, would you say you were writing for other missionaries and other people interested in missions, or did you have a broader audience in mind? My original goal was to be a seeker-friendly book, people that are seeking spiritual relationship with God. However, once the Holy Spirit took over, it became focused on kind of a very large group of people as far as being in and out of the church, not just for missionaries or church people, but a story of an encouragement to step out into the big dream that's in your heart that's just waiting for breath to take place. Gail, have you ever done anything like this before, writing, publishing, or are you new at it? This is my first book. I wrote a lot of blog writing, and I write for my organization, Blue Water Surrender, and Casa Agua Azul is a children's home for abandoned and abused children, and that is basically what the book is about. So I write short articles and things, but no, I have never written a book before. It was a new adventure for myself. (laughs) I bet. And when that day came, Gail, and you got your first copy in, and you finally got to hold your book for the first time, what was that like? You know, there's kind of a disbelief and an awe that it really happened. And it was very beautiful experience to hold it in my hand and to see it materialize. Do you see yourself maybe doing another book and getting published again in the future sometime? I do have something that kind of came on my heart and I'm waiting for the right time. And yes, I would like to write more. I enjoy writing. It's an artistic expression. And I like to encourage people in my writing, and that's a way to reach a broader group of people. Speaking of encouraging others, is there any advice now that you might have to offer other authors who are just starting out about to write their first one? Yes, it's very simple. Sit down and do it. We often will procrastinate 
And when you start receiving words, to sit down and write them and put them in a file and just kind of let, you know, what's in your heart flow, not to make it too complicated. There are times that, you know, you just don't have any words, but then there's other times where it's flowing like a river, and that's when you need to get your pen out or your recorder out. Well, I think a lot of people are going to be inspired by this book. Again, it's called A Trail of the Holy Spirit, The Light Within, A Missionary Call to the Wild. It's written by Gail Gordon and published by Christian Faith Publishing. So go on over to anywhere that you like to pick up your books like Amazon or Barnes & Noble or iTunes or traditional brick-and-mortar stores. You'll be able to pick this up. Well, Gail, it's been really nice talking with you tonight. Thank you so much for joining me and telling me all about this book. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. You have a beautiful evening also. The novel I'm looking at right now here at the Reader House Author Roundtable is a story of hitting rock bottom and finding redemption. The title is The Highland Way. It's written by Jeffrey McDonald, and we're going to talk all about it. The author, Jeffrey, is here with me now. Jeffrey, welcome to the show. I really appreciate you being here with me tonight. Thank you very much for having me. Absolutely. Jeffrey, can you tell me all about The Highland Way and what you've written about here? Well, The Highland Way, I've always had this, you know, growing up struggling through life, you always had this feeling like, and what would happen if I was at rock bottom? What would happen if I kind of lost it all? How would I react? You know? And then when I became a father, you know, when your kids, you always think of the worst, you're always trying to protect them from the worst. And, you know, what would I do if the worst happened kind of thing? How would I react? So I've always been a storyteller. My wife basically sat me down one day and said, look, you need to stop telling stories and sit down and write it. You know, I was like, that sounds great. So she gave me the time and the support to do it. And I kind of put that concept on paper and drew a lot from my own life, my own experiences, and just kind of figured out what would happen, right? Now, the, even the Highland Way, even though it's a long book, is really only the first of three. It's going to follow him through his basically finding his redemption. He finds a little bit of it in the first book, but then he still has to come full circle. So that's kind of where we're at. And Jeffrey, what kind of a reading audience were you speaking to here? Well, it has a little bit of romance, of course. It has a little bit of historical stuff to it. It has, it has a little bit of adventure to it as well. Because back in 2002, I actually walked the West Highland Way. And I drew on a lot of those experiences in the book. So a lot of what Jamie goes through as he walks the Highland Way is things that I went through when I did it. And I just kind of incorporated a love interest and and all the other things in that. And Jeffrey, is this your first book or have you written and published before this? I've never never published anything before. I tried publishing this about 10 years ago and it was a vanity publisher and it didn't really do a good job for me. They kind of turned me off of publishers, not so much writing, because I have a YouTube channel and I write a lot of stories and tell stories and things. But then my wife, about two years ago, she, she seems to be the one that always encouraged me to take these extra steps. Mm. She came to me and said, you need to redo that story. It's worth doing right. And she was right. So I dug down and rewrote it, and added to it, and then enhanced it. And that's what, what we have today. And I am super proud of it. Oh, you should be. And Jeffrey, when you sat down, you started that rewrite. How long of a process was this up until you finally got it published? Well, it was about a year and a half for me to rewrite it because it went from 180 pages to almost 500. Oh, wow. So I realized that there was a lot of the story that I left out in the first go on this. And 
There was a lot of questions that needed to be answered, a lot of avenues that needed to be sought. And then, of course, the editing process comes in, which with Newman Springs, oh my goodness, the editing process is unbelievable. I learned so much about writing just going through that with them. It was unbelievable. When that day came, Jeffrey, and you open up your mailbox and there it is, your first copy, you get to hold the Highland Way for the first time. What was that like? It was really a dream come true. Mm. And it was kind of bittersweet because about halfway through the editing process, my wife got sick and, and she passed away back in March. I'm sorry. And I didn't, I didn't get to hold my first book until June. It wouldn't have happened without her. And Jeffrey, when it came to the publishing end of things, there's so much involved in that. What did you find the most challenging part of that for you? Well, I think putting my trust in a publisher again, that was really hard. Because, mm. you know, when you're first going to with a publisher, there's a lot of promises made. And, you know, I've had the experience of those promises not being kept. So in Newman Springs, you know, even though I did my research on them and I didn't see any issues, they kind of still needed to prove themselves to me. And man, did they ever. They did so much for me. They'd want the extra mile for me, as a matter of fact. I think a lot of readers are really going to love this. And definitely watch out for the rest in this series, book two and three. Again, this one is The Highland Way. It's written by Jeffrey McDonald and published by Newman Springs Publishing. So go everywhere that you normally buy your books, like Amazon or Barnes & Noble or iTunes and traditional brick-and-mortar stores, and you'll be able to get this. Well, Jeffrey, it's been really nice talking with you here today and finding out about this work. I had a nice time talking. Well, I appreciate it, sir. Thank you very much. We hope you enjoyed this edition of the Reader House Author Roundtable, where authors from all walks of life come together to discuss the trials, tribulations, and triumphs of publishing their books. We hope to see you back here every Friday night at 8 p.m. or listen anytime via podcast at Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, and PodServe, to name just a few. The Author Roundtable is sponsored by Reader House Online Bookstore, where independent new authors come first.